morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlos. I'm Kelly. Good morning. I'm Karen. We'll start off with show notes today. We have our evening with medium events coming up in December on the 14th, and we will be releasing the 2019 events very shortly. Sips of Sanity is a podcast series that Kelly and I do that is a 10-minute version of Coffee with the Sarlos. It can be found on the website by sarlo.com. In the 10-minute version, the first week of each month, we pick a topic that can increase your emotional or spiritual intelligence so that life is more enjoyable for you and less stressful. And last but not least, we have gift certificates and personal sessions available. You can purchase them and experience them anywhere in the world. Today, we have a special guest, Carol. Welcome to the show, Carol. Thank you. Um, Carol has quite a bit to share with us, actually. You have seen me as a client yes. a year ago, is yes. that right? And then you've seen Kelly recently. Yes. And Carol is also, are, are you the chairperson, Carol? Uh, the founder. Founder of? Of the Compassionate Friends North Bay, Ontario chapter. And can you just briefly tell us about that first? The Compassionate Friends is a worldwide nonprofit organization that provides support to parents who have suffered the loss of a child, and that is dedicated strictly to child loss. Carol, you invited Kelly and I to speak to your group about a week ago, I guess now, eh? Yes, it was a wonderful, wonderful event. Okay, so we're just going to let our listeners know that we're going to have you back to talk about that group in particular. Okay. So if someone out there is listening to this and is going through this right now, or went through it 10 years ago, or 20 years ago, and is still in process, yes. then they can stay tuned. You're going to come back and talk about the group. Absolutely. And we're going to talk about the three of us about that evening and the talk and the questions. But for today, can you take us way back to a year ago mm -hmm. when you first booked an appointment to come and see me? And I think, if I'm remembering correctly, it actually began with someone else's treatment. Absolutely. Okay, I'll let you start. All right. On August 1st last year, 2017, my son was found deceased in his apartment. He was only 24 years old. He died from complications of diabetes, particularly diabetic ketoacidosis, which means extremely high blood sugar. And I called to make an appointment to speak with you, Karen. I made the appointment, and then my friend came, Danica, and Brad took up her whole hour with you. She recorded it for me, and Brad would not stop talking through you about me. Before you go forward, I want to acknowledge your friend who paid for her hour, if I'm correct. Yes. And allowed a soul to come through, not her own son, not her own daughter, but a friend's child. Yes. I think that's remarkable and was just so joyful to be able to give that to you. It was a gift that I'll treasure forever. So, Carol, you still have that recording then? Absolutely. It's on my computer. Oh, this is wonderful. This is going to be so helpful to this podcast today because you're going to have to do the leading. I, I can't remember that. First of all, we're going to say, again, a nice big thank you to Danica Absolutely. for doing that. Yes. What a, what a wonderful way to step outside of your own ego to be able to help another person. It that's was love. It absolutely was. Yeah. Absolutely incredible that she allowed Brad her whole hour. So, Carol, how did you find out that he came through in Danica's session then? Well, Danica called me immediately afterwards and said, you won't believe this. 
but Bradley came through for you, through me. And he talked about how well he is, how good he feels now. He's not sick anymore. He's not in pain. And he compared himself to a crow, which was kind of ironic because Danica was at my house in the morning before her reading. And we talked about those fucking crows (laughs) and how much they annoy me, how loud they are. And he said he comes through as a crow. And I'm like, no way. I hate those things. (laughs) But I don't anymore. I've grown up. I've become very fond of birds and I feed them now and take care of them. Oh, that's quite the transition, eh? Yeah, I was pretty, I'm afraid of birds. So you, you embraced it. If it's my son, absolutely. Does that help you, Carol? More than you can imagine. I take great comfort in the signs that he sends me. I know they're true because it's just the way he is. Oh, I like how you said that, that it's the way he is versus that you tried to force something. You allowed it and accepted it. Absolutely. I'll take anything from him. And I get signs all the time. So did they increase after that, your relationship with the birds and the signs? Did it just get more often? Absolutely. I, I've, like I said, I've started feeding the birds and I'll have 50, 60 at a time in my window. And I just rescued one yesterday. He couldn't fly. So I caught him and kept him on my deck underneath the laundry basket. And I called a wildlife rescue in Lively. And they sent a driver last night to pick him up to bring him to the refuge today. That's really cool. I thought so. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. No problem. I want to point out too that you interacted with the signs. This is something that we try to do when we train people to use their own intuition and enjoy more of the signs. A lot of people think they can just observe them. And here you are feeding them, rescuing them. Yeah. Encouraging them to come back to a safe place. Oh, that like that just melted my heart. <laughs> the, you did a beautiful job, Carol. Thank you. In, in, in walking people through what they can do. Thank you. So that they don't just think, geez, um, the only time I get relief is when I book a one-hour appointment with a medium. That's not what Kelly and I are about as mediums. We are about teaching people to do it for themselves so that that connectivity to your own family member, to you, to, to Brad, your son, is a constant thing in your life. It's not a one-hour appointment. No, Good. definitely not. So after Danica visited and told me about her experience with you, Karen, I booked my appointment and I saw you a week later and it was absolutely amazing. It brought me such comfort because you were able to describe my boy before he got his hair cut. So you described him more in the way that I remember him with his long brown hair. You talked about calluses on his fingers and he was a guitar player. I've got a copy of his thumbprint and the guitar strings are actually imprinted into his fingerprints. That's cool. Yeah, it was really awesome. Um, You had mentioned about the crows with me as well. Basically, the crow's sound was saying, Mom, I'm fucking fine. I'm fucking fine. (laughs) That's the way you said it to me. And every time I hear a crow, that's exactly what plays in my mind. I'm fucking fine, Mom. I'm fucking fine. That's adorable. I love it. Love it. Since Brad's death, the birds have been my sense of calm. Ironically, I'm afraid of birds. 
but I love watching them through my window. So that's where I feed them and make sure they have fresh water uh, because I just feel a connection to them and my son. Carol, I think that's pretty incredible that this is a fear of yours and you're figuring out how to, he's helping you somehow figure out how to confront a fear where you're still comfortable confronting it. Yeah. Yeah. So you're setting your boundaries. Absolutely. And I think sometimes when people have a fear, they, what comes with the fear is that your boundaries will be crossed. Mm -hmm. So you're saying, no, I still know my boundaries but I'm going to jump into the fear and I'm going to use it to my advantage. Yes. I think that's what love is supposed to do for your whole life. Absolutely. Brad also talked or, or gave you the information about his funeral. He was at his funeral. So after Brad's funeral, we had a little celebration of life at the Voyager. He used to play open mic night there as Delta Snow. And they dedicated the night to him in his memory. And while we were outside, we passed around his last pack of cigarettes with all his friends and family. And he saw that because you told me. Do you remember how that came through in the session? Because I can't recall that. Did he just say it that way, that everybody shared his cigarettes? Yeah, you said you, he, saw, he saw us standing in a circle. And that's exactly what it was. Everybody just came outside. And I had found one last pack of cigarettes and everybody took one and shared them. And he was there with us. He was able to describe what he wore at the funeral. I think that's really important that you're saying that because not all clients will get that. So you're saying he chose that. He chose to give that circle as the validation. He chose the clothing. He also talked to you and saying, Mama, Mama, Mama. And he wrote a song for me that I found after he had died called Mother. And the first few words of the song are Mama, 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 Mother. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And the song is tattooed on your leg? Yes, I had it done within weeks of finding it. It's in his handwriting. So, Carol, when you came to see me, was the tattoo on the leg? No. Or did you get it done after the session? I had it done after the session. Okay. You had asked me during the session if, or rather Brad had asked during the session if I had found his autograph. And I certainly did. On another page from this song, I found his autograph. And both his father and I have it tattooed on us. Oh, that's cool. (laughs) I like the way you kept, he kept using the word mama. And that's exactly what is in the song. So it was pretty um, validating to me. Yeah, that's crazy validating. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the stuff that people want in every single session. Absolutely. It, like the really, what sings to your heart. Mm-hmm. I, at least that's what I believe people are looking for. And that's why I think as mediums, Kelly and I don't like just saying things like he had brown hair, brown eyes. Yes, that gives validation, but that isn't right to the heart. No, no, it's not. mm -hmm. But I got that with the mama um, telling us, you know, re-describe or describing to me what happened at the funeral. You weren't there. You didn't know. But you knew. And all I can say to that is that Kelly and I know those things because they show us. It looks like a TV screen. Wow. 
they show us those things or they can say it to us. They can describe it. But they also, and this is the beautiful thing I think Kelly and I get as mediums, is that we feel it. We can actually describe those feelings that the humans, you and that group of people had. And the feeling that Bradley has. Yes. When you guys are there doing that in his honor. Mm-hmm. The feelings are the key thing for the two of us to be able to share. And in a session, what we're trying to do is not just say it to you. We want to have it fill up the room. We right. want you to know it because you feel it to be true. Absolutely. I just want to add that some people that come through our door want to hear nice things, want to hear happy messages. And it's not always what we can give because we don't sugarcoat things. We don't lie. We give the exact same words that the spirit world gives us. And I've had so many people who have crossed who have said, I didn't attend my own funeral. I was apathetic about it. It wasn't in alignment with who I was. And they didn't want to be there. Right. If there was a riff in the family, if it was something that caused them pain, they wanted to just move on. And they would say that my funeral was for the humans, not for me. Right. So it's fun when we have someone like you walk through the door and Brad walk through the door where they actually get to say this was in alignment with who I was. They got me. Absolutely. And I got to attend it and be with everyone. Yeah. It was really cool that he was there. I, I believe he was there. I feel it. I know it. Well, and then you got your affirmation for it. Yeah. So Carol, um, I just took a look at the sheet that I wrote a year ago and One of the things I see in the corner that I wrote is the name Taylor. Do you mind explaining that? Because I don't recall why that's on your page. All right. Taylor was a young girl that I worked with as an EA. And I used to do some private work with her and became friends with her family. So she was, she spent quite a bit of time at my house and Bradley loved her to death. She's a special needs child and would drool. And most boys, teenage boys, would be really grossed out by that. But Bradley had this way with her. And she loved him. He loved her. And it was all good. And during the reading with me, you brought up Taylor. Bradley brought up Taylor. And I was like, oh my, that is him. I know it because... Taylor was very special, or is very special to all of us. And to have him affirm that he knew her and that he remembered her was absolutely wonderful. Well, this kind of comes full circle for me because I don't know in what time frame here, but I believe I treated Taylor with Danica at a school. Yes, you did. When I would go into the school and communicate on behalf of nonverbal children. Yeah. Would that be the same Taylor? Then? That would be the same Taylor. Oh, my word. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Yeah, that is. Like, you talk about just everything mixing. Yeah. Okay. So another little thing on your page here says guitar-blue. What does that mean? That was incredible because Bradley had a blue guitar. And after he passed, when I was cleaning his apartment, I couldn't find it. We found it in time for the funeral at a pawn shop. One of my best friends went around looking at pawn shops and they found the blue guitar that he had pawned and was waiting, I guess, to pick up. And it still had a cigarette butt in the strings. His. Are you, are you serious? Dead serious. So the, the blue guitar was beside his casket at the funeral. 
with a cigarette butt in it. Yes. That was his. Yes. And then you have cigarettes in a circle. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Okay. So I wrote down acoustic on the page. How come? Yes, it was an acoustic blue guitar. So Carol, there are some words on the page that I wrote like throat, bloat. Yeah. Threw up. Yes. Can you can you explain to us because sometimes during the session for Kelly and I, we will get medical intuitive information. And then it requires time because an autopsy has to be done and the family has to wait for that information to come back to confirm whether we're correct in the channeling or not. So do you have information about the autopsy? Yes, I was able to confirm um, the cause of death, first of all, which was diabetic ketoacidosis. His blood sugar was 77.5. Normal is between 4 and 7. So he, his body was shutting down. That's how it happened. And so it caused upset stomach, uh, trouble in the pancreas, trouble in the chest. So I see I wrote down on the page in a different spot, Carol, pancreas, liver, chest, stomach, bowel, breathing, heart. Yes, he had troubles in all those areas because of the ketoacidosis. So when I came to see you, Karen, you had you were under the impression that Bradley had possibly taken his own life because we weren't sure at that point what had happened to him. Mm-hmm. Once we got the autopsy report, found out it was from diabetes, a lot of the other stuff that you had said made sense, not that he caused his death, but in a sense, didn't actively take care of himself. Well, that that's very, very interesting. And I appreciate that you said it that way. Because as mediums, if we have that feeling, then we have to try and describe what the feeling is. Right. Without actually, I don't I don't mean to say diagnosing, but being definitive about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And that's often a comment that people will fight in a session and say, no, he died of complications from this. But you have gone, or I'll say that you worked in the session to actually be able to identify that this was a passive yes. way of taking your own life. Yes, that's what I believe by not fully taking care of himself the way he probably should have. So when I saw you, Kelly, the other day, you had also brought up similar information. And basically, Brad had said that he's done, or he was done. He chose to take this exit, and he held his breath. He held his breath. He knew he was alone. He knew what was happening. He wanted to be alone. And he held his breath for half a second longer. And he crossed. Brad chose to take this exit while he was alone, so there was no mayhem. And if others would have been there, possibly they would have blamed themselves. And he didn't want that. He wanted to be alone. And he just took control to avoid his fear, held on with one last breath, and went to sleep. What a courageous spirit. Yeah, that's my boy. Yeah, talk about a courageous spirit, Carol. Absolutely, he was. And and talk about a lot of love. Yeah. Like, that's incredible amounts of love for all of the people around him that could suffer for that for the rest of their lives. And he's making sure this is not the way it's going to go down. 
Yeah, very unselfish. Very. With you, Kelly, Brad made sure to tell me that he's fine. Wait, wait. Fine or fucking fine? (laughs) (laughs) With you, it was fucking fine. With Kelly, it's fine. (laughs) He was being more of a gentleman, I guess. Um, And the best thing for him to go, he said, was his tongue. Because he hated talking. He hated conversing. It caused troubles. So he liked to just sing. And you had said one of the hardest things for him to lose was his arms. And it came to me after the session was because he plays guitar. He doesn't want to stop playing guitar. Thank you. I really appreciate that because we we often get what part of their body they shed first. Right. And what they had a hard time letting go of. But we don't understand it. We don't know if it's tied to an illness and that's why they let it go first. Or if they didn't want to let go of it because it meant something to someone else. So that made no sense to me when I gave that information. Right. And it made perfect sense to me once I got home and thought about it. I'm like, well, yeah, that would make sense. He was a guitar player. He needs his arms. It was kind of funny because when Brad spoke with you, Karen, he called himself a fucking asshole. Saying that he knew he could ruin dinners at times. But he felt sorry for it afterwards. Carol, was that about taking drugs or something? Yes. So that he might be high and then come to a dinner that you had worked hard to prepare? Absolutely. And that he could ruin it because of his own behavior? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that was Brad. So he was coming through to own that he was the asshole. He was owning up to it. Wow. Yeah. And that's my boy. He would have done that. He'd be like, yeah, I'm an asshole. Hmm. He wasn't. I didn't think he was, but... No, but it's still really important to hear them say that because as as a mom, you're going to love him no matter what through that. Yep. But at the same time, an acknowledgement for him means something. Oh, yeah. And yes. for you to hear it and to be able to accept the acknowledgement means that the two of you can now be on the same page. Yep. Yeah. And I, I obviously hold no resentment, you know, for anything like that because that doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Little upsets like that are nothing. But in the time, at the time it is something. Yes. And so he's trying to say, yes, I appreciate that, Mom, that you you see the bigger picture. But I still need to be able to come in and say, during these times when I was an ass, it's still important to acknowledge I was for you and for me. Mm-hmm. There's responsibility. You see, as he's going through this part of his life and then his death, that he's acknowledging and accepting these things. Yeah. And that's healing. It is. He's oh. taking ownership of his actions and almost like an apology for some of the outbursts, you know, which he didn't need to apologize for, but yes. I guess he felt he needed to. Well, and that's what we're trying to say is, yes, he does need to, mm-hmm. because that is what is called healing. When we apologize, we heal. Right. And it isn't just for the person that hears it. It's for the person that gives it because it means I'm being held accountable now. I choose to hold myself accountable. And that's how we heal. Many people think we heal if we just move on. No, you don't. And we can't just heal if we just let it go. We heal when we acknowledge. Yes, that's right. Good for him. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of him. Yeah. I wrote pizza on the page. Is there anything to that one? Yeah. So the last night, that Bradley was known to be alive. We all had contact with him. And he called me on the Saturday night saying he was hungry. 
So I told him to go to Greco's, where his brother worked, go have some lunch on me or dinner on me. And I gave him my credit card. And he went. And his last meal was at Greco's with his brother, where he had pizza and beer. I was going to say, for anyone who's listening that's not in North Bay, Greco's is the pizza place in our city. Absolutely, it is. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. I think when people hear that and they hear that you're a mom and they hear that you've lost your son far too early. Yeah. And then you hear that his last meal was with his brother at the favorite restaurant in North Bay to go to. Yep. To have a pizza and a beer. There's got to be some tiny, and I say tiny because you've lost a son. Yeah. There must be something tiny in there that allows you to feel a little bit good. Yes. That he's with, he was with his brother. Yes. He spoke with his father, myself, and he saw his brother the last day he was alive. I don't understand. He said he loved us all. He, when I hung up, he called me back after he'd finished dinner and laughing. He's like, mom, I'm sorry. I spent a little too much. I'm like, oh no, how much did you spend? He says, I spent like 60 bucks. I said, that's okay. Do you have a full belly? He says, yeah. I said, okay. He says, I'll, I'll pay you back. I said, no, no, it's okay. You don't need to pay me back. So he decided instead, he says, how about next week? We go to yogurts for yogurt on me. I said, it's a date, buddy. And we hung up. I said, I love you. I love you too, mom. And that was it. So... When I was cleaning out his apartment, I found $80. And my boyfriend, my ex, and his fiance, and our other son all went to yogurts on Brad. Mm. That's beautiful. Yeah. So he still took me out to dinner. Yeah. Or to yogurts. To your yogurts. And you get to enjoy it with all kinds of people that love them and love you. Yeah. Yeah, it was really nice. Um, Carol, another thing written on the page is inside move kicked out. What does that mean? Yes. Um, when Brad was 17, he was kicked out. And yeah, he was acknowledging a difficult time. Another one on the page is, um, that I wrote was three butterflies, white, orange, monarch. Yes. And I happen to see those all the time. I've even had a grasshopper come close to me while I was outside reading And it caught my attention, and I looked at it, and I said, is that you, Brad? Feeling kind of crazy, but I did it anyways. I said, is that you? If it's you, come closer to me. And no sooner did I think it, the grasshopper hopped towards me and just landed beside me. To me, I I can't deny that. Well, it's a choice, right? Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, and, and another person can choose to disregard that. And if you choose to disregard it, then you miss the connection and you miss the opportunity for love. If you choose to take it, then the emotions come with it. Yes. It stuck out in my mind, so it must have made an impact. One thing, Karen, that Brad kept saying to you was, I'm healthy, Mom. I'm healthy, Mom. And for me to stop seeing him like he was, you know, suffering with uncontrolled diabetes, depression and anxiety... And he wanted me to be sure that he was okay now. 
Um, Carol, on one part of the page I wrote down, okay, worrying, brown hair, smoker fingers, and then it went on like blue jeans, t-shirt, um, drugs addiction, tattoo. So many things that Brad brought up were just affirming that you got the right guy. That's him. He, you were able to describe him and his personality, not just physical, but who he really was. Oh, I, Kelly and I say that in so many of the sessions. It's our favorite thing to do is to actually describe personality because one of the gifts is sight. So yes, you see the brown hair, you see the tattoo or whatever. But to describe personality for mediums is more of a challenge. And personality is pretty, it has to be spot on. Yes, and it's, it's a very personal thing, right? You didn't know Brad, you didn't know me, but you were able to describe my son's personality. Okay, so again on the page, I wrote two other things that I'm curious about. Female, aunt, and dog. And is that the male? Yes, it okay, was a I male wrote, dog. Oh, that's what I wrote. Male dog and female aunt. You yes. So a few years back, I had a, an aunt who committed suicide. And it was absolutely devastating. And as far as the dog goes, two weeks before Brad died, our pug died. A male pug, Vinny. And Brad and Vinny were like kindred spirits. They were best friends. And they died within two weeks of each other, so they're together. That's really sweet. Yeah. And and I think, too, it's really important to hear because it means that you know that he's loved and that he's found his spirits on the other side that love him back. Yeah. And boy, oh boy, that is one of the things we want to know when we lose a child is that they're loved and they're being taken care of and they have their dog. Absolutely. So when I came to see you, Kelly, this week, there have been several passings since Bradley. I've lost two uncles, a father-in-law and an uncle-in-law. So Bradley made sure to let me know that he's with all of them. He's with a bunch of males. And on his right-hand side, you said, was a man with a comb over. And immediately I knew who you were talking about. That was his grandfather on his dad's side, who passed away March 13th of this year. I remember, Carol, and I know you jogged my memory when you came in. I was rushed getting ready for your session. Yeah. On my own, my own fault. Mm -hmm. And I was standing in the bathroom near that day and I took my finger and drew it down the left side of my head and parted my hair differently. Right. And I thought, well, that's stupid. I don't like that look on me. Right. And I only part my hair on my right. And yet I walked into your session with this new pretty part. Yep. And then halfway through the session, when I was channeling this person, I said to you, I feel like I've got a comb over <laughs> And here's the picture of his grandpa yes. with a comb over and a part on the left. Yeah. Oh, my God. Thank you. It was unbelievable. And it's a, deep, a deep left part. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I know he's not alone. I think that's hilarious. That is so unlike Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brad says that he's very proud to be with his grandpa and his uncles and that he showed them the ropes when he crossed when they crossed over. So it's like he's almost got a job over there and he feels like a man, whereas here on earth he's, he felt like a boy. And I knew he did. He didn't feel like a grown-up here. Carol, as a mom, how did that make you feel to know that, to hear that from your son? Incredible. It, 
it gives me such a warm feeling to know that he's not alone. He's got family with him and he's still always with me, but not physically. That part's really hard, but I can take comfort knowing that he is with family. And how does it feel when you hear that he's helping all of these older men learn the ropes? Like that, pride. I'm absolutely beaming. Absolutely beaming. He seems to have taken on the role up there that I've kind of taken on down here by starting my support group. I'm helping the parents here, and he's helping up there. Very cool. I'm proud of both of you. Well, thank you so much. Carol, I see on the page that you wrote your notes from when you saw Kelly that you wrote mom in quotes and then whispers. So he's whispering mom and yes. you're hearing it out loud and yes. in your head. Is that what's happening? Absolutely. I've heard it. It really freaked me out one day because I had my computer on and the TV and I was looking at the TV but I could hear from my computer and it sounds absolutely crazy. And I thought I was, but I figured it out and I'm not. Um, I love you, mom. I love you, mom. I love you, mom. I heard it about six times and not since, but I'll never forget it. I think it's really pertinent to the people who are listening to really pause and listen to you because it's what they want. It's what everybody wants. And we... We almost hold our breath till we get it. And then for some people, they get it. And if TV and movies have made that look like it's crazy or a friend dismisses it when you share it with them at coffee one day, you lose the joy it gives you. Yeah. You lose the love that you feel from them. You lose the connectivity that you are seeking because that you've lost when you lost them physically. Right. So he's working his ass off yep. to make sure that somehow, how do I connect to mom? That's exactly. all of his own love for you coming through. So for you to say, you know, maybe it was weird at the beginning, but I chose to accept it and take it in. Well, why wouldn't you? This is your Bradley. Yep. Yeah. And earlier this week, I was talking about him and how he was basically um, going to end up on dialysis had he lived because his kidneys were shutting down. And I was talking about that in the morning. And when I got home, I sat in the window where the birds are, and a little hummingbird came into my window, looked at me, didn't feed at my feeder, just looked at me and peed. And I instantly said, Oh, my God, Brad, are you telling me your kidneys are good? That's what I immediately thought of. And I'm learning to accept the signs as they come not necessarily trying to interpret them just go with what I my gut feeling is when something happens so Carol I'm noticing that on Karen's notes she has vehicle accident written down right and I know that came up in our session yes Brad was in a pretty bad car accident um, the car was totaled and he did walk away with just a few scratches but it was nice to have both of you confirm you know something that had happened years ago and he was able to bring it up to me with both of you I like that too because we often say to our clients you can see Karen and I interchangeably and it's often nice to hear consistent messages 
because some people are so jumbled in their grief when they come, they don't remember, which is why, like yourself, you've recorded. And then when they have another session, they can see that there is consistent messages that it is in fact true, whether or not they're doubting it or don't have the memory. Right, right. I like the idea that we can record the sessions because I forget right after I've been there. And I like to go back and then take my own notes and not, comp- well, in a way, compare. And there's a lot of the same thing being said. I think it was great, too, that you took notes so that when the coroner's report for the autopsy came in, you I just noticed in looking yep. at your notes that you actually like went back to yes, confirm what was accurate. Yes, I did. And pretty much everything was accurate as far as the autopsy went. And we appreciate that so much. We say to clients all the time, if you can't confirm it today, send us the celebration email so that we know we did a good job for you. Right, right. So something that I remember from your session actually wasn't about your son. You had been, you had had your tears throughout the session when we were talking about him and confirming some things. But then when he brought up that his grandfather was there, his grandfather took time to apologize to you. And he had made the comment about, Um, making you feel like an outsider. Is that correct? Yeah, it was really, really heartwarming to hear from him because I love this man. You know, he was my father-in-law for almost 30 years and he was very reserved. So it was really comforting to hear from him in that way. I I was very touched by his message. Mm -hmm. And what I found most interesting about it is that Brad had come through to apologize to you already for certain things that Karen talked about. Right. And that was his process of becoming a man. And yeah. he made comments about feeling like a child, now feeling like a man. Yes. Showing the other men the ropes. And your father-in-law, or ex-father-in-law, came through to also be a man. And if correct me if I'm wrong, Brad had also said he's with them and proud to be with them, but he also knows that he didn't admire them as a human. He didn't want to become like them as a right. human, right? Right. Okay. And yet they're all healing on the other side, being good men. Yeah. I think that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. They're all doing their thing and becoming the men that... That they either didn't get the chance to be or didn't take the opportunity to Absolutely. be. And I, I think that's just so remarkable because here is an older man who died pretty, pretty well into his life. Yep. Owning up and being a man, apologizing, taking responsibility. I have such admiration for him. I'm very, very thankful. So then the kind of difference that I've noticed between the two sessions is that Bradley came through in Karen's a lot more to describe himself in his own life. And what happened in the session with, with myself almost a year later was more about you. Yes. Was more about, mom, this is how you have to take care of yourself. Mom, this is what patterns are happening in your body and your brain. Letting you know that he knows where the grief has progressed to. Yes. Or where it has felt like it's halted. Absolutely. He's really given me a butt kicking, which is what he wanted to do. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He told me I need to take better care of myself. I know I do, um, but it's something that I haven't been doing. Um, grieving the loss of your child, especially, it encompasses your whole world. And the last thing you think about is yourself. Because... There's so many other things on your mind. You want to make sure as a mother that your other son is okay, that your parents are okay, and you leave yourself to the last. 
so Brad basically ratted me out to you um I don't know (laughs) basically yeah um I don't eat properly I don't take care of myself um and he suggested that I be a dog yes oh my god I remember this yeah and I want to pause too because this is going to get even better and here our dog is sitting in front of us (laughs) remember to talk about this yeah um you just mentioned that you leave yourself to the last and here is this soul saying I see you and I need another human being to see my mom and what she's going through and what she's not doing for herself right it also when you say ratting ratting Mm -hmm. you out which I think is adorable it's like no no hold her accountable yeah. Make sure she loves herself. Love my mom enough because I, I can't do it the same way you can. Right. Right. So his, his advice to me was to be a dog um, and basically take the dog's lead. You know, when the dog is hungry, she eats. When a dog is tired, she sleeps. So he said, you know, you're not sleeping properly. You're not eating properly. You're not taking care of yourself. Be a dog. You likened it to finding a patch of sunlight on the floor and how a dog or a cat will go and just absorb themselves in it and lay there. And he thinks I should do the same. Yeah, I remember that being a lot about gentleness. Yeah, being kind to myself and not putting so much pressure on myself to find a fix to this because there really isn't a fix. No matter how much I search, I'm I'm not going to fix this. I just have to learn to cope. And I think that's true in this situation about time, too. Yeah. Because time can only do so much. Yeah, time doesn't heal. Not when it's the loss of a child. No, but a patch of sunlight can bring you comfort. Yes, absolutely. Time and time again. Yes, yeah. Getting back to when Bradley actually passed, um, he was quite the man in that sense because he said he took control and he knew what was happening and he just held on to that last breath a little longer and he said I handled it because no one could have done anything for me so there's no blame there's no guilt or there shouldn't be Carol was there something about his eye what what happened did you ask about resuscitation you had asked if he had been resuscitated and um he died alone but you did he did say someone came in to see him then he left his body, um, and it was his dad that found him okay. a day or two after we suspect he passed. My experience with both of you has been extraordinary, and I've, like I said, I've taken notes afterwards, and I listen to the readings, and each time I listen, I hear something new, and I'm able to hang on to so much of it, and it brings me comfort to know that I don't need a medium to talk to my son. I don't need a medium to feel my son. But it brings a lot of comfort knowing that he's able to communicate with me through you. I love the point that you just brought up because what I hear when you say that is that someone else witnesses the love that you two still share and continue to engage in. And I I liken it to a couple on their wedding day where... It's a ceremony and people are observing and witnessing the way they look at each other, the words that they speak to each other. They don't need the crowd to validate their love. But man, is it ever nice when someone says, I love the way he looks at you. I love the way she speaks to you. Yes. I find 
knowing that my son is still with me, even though I can't see him, I can feel him. I can feel his energy. And I get goosebumps every now and again, you know, for no reason. And it, I attribute it to a hug from him. What you do with the energy that Bradley creates and then sends to you, puts through you or through nature is exactly what people are hoping for. Yes. I find a lot of my signs come in the form of nature. And Bradley loved the outdoors. He used to come out to my place in the country to get a little bit of relief from city life. So I've, since he's passed, I've made a trail in my backyard that ends up at my parents' backyard. And that's my little sacred place for Brad, my little memory spot. I've just gotten a bench to put in there from my brother-in-law. I've got it lit up with solar lights. It's a really nice, quiet place where I go and sit and talk with him. So you've extended the invitation. Oh, yes, and it's all lit up like a runway. He can't miss it, which is something he used to laugh about all the time because I just love solar lights. I love it. <laughs> I think it's going to be quite fun for you to come back, Carol. Um, Me too. I think, And I think in many ways where people love to hear your stories of how you've built that relationship right. and that you decided upon his death that, nope, I'm not having it. It's not over. No, it can't be over. It can't be over. It's got to go on for the rest of my life. Well, that went out with a bang. Yep. Carol, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. And and I did, I think I took the time in your session too to mention it was a pleasure having you in the session itself. Yes. It was easy. You walked in and you said wide open that you did want your son, but it really was wide open. Mm -hmm. It was whatever he wanted to say, you were giving him the floor. Absolutely. I don't, whatever he wants to get through to me, I'll take it. I don't want to have to direct him with what I want. I want to know what he wants to tell me. Wonderful. Well, I can't wait to have you back. I'll be excited to be back. Excellent. Carol, do you mind saying the name of the group that you are found, founder of in, in this area so that when you come back, people can look for it on the website and that if they have lost a child themselves or a grandchild perhaps or have a friend who has, that they can watch for you. Yes, we're called the Compassionate Friends of North Bay of Canada and they'll give you a link to the um, organizations, the local organizations based by province. So you go to Ontario and North Bay and my contact information is there. Excellent. So if listeners have questions or comments about today's show, they can email us at info at Otherwise, have a wonderful weekend.